0: Así, así, así ganar Madrid. Así, así, así ganar Madrid. It's been over two weeks since Real Madrid won their 14th Champions League, but today is a sad day as Marcelo says goodbye to Real Madrid after 16 years of wearing the Real Madrid white jersey. 34 years old, the winningest player in Real Madrid history, he's won the most titles out of anybody out of... This illustrious club's history, he's the one that's won the most tournaments. So shout out to Marcelo. Definitely got to give him his farewell. Also, Game 5 of the NBA Finals is today. It kicks off in less than an hour. So it tips off less than an hour. It's going to be exciting. Celtics versus Warriors. Game 4 was the best game of the series. So we got to touch about that. Touch on that. Give a prediction about that. And Nadal wins his 22nd Grand Slam incredible it's been a month and one day since he lost to Olive, and his foot looked decimated it looked like it was gonna give him troubles the whole year talks about retirement and he comes back and wins rolling Garros for the 14th time 14 magical number um, for these last few weeks for Real Madrid and for Nadal but all of that on this episode of the Hearts Handle Sports Podcast let's get started Así al Madrid, así ganal Madrid. And Marcelo won more than anybody else in the history of Real Madrid. This illustrious history with, you know, countless, countless stars from Raúl to Ronaldo to Di Stefano. Madrid have had a lot of stars from Beckham to Casillas, Ronaldo, Sergio Ramos. Marcelo leaves the club today as the player that's won the most with Real Madrid. So that's incredible. He came in as an 18-year-old. He leaves as a 34-year-old man, came as a kid, leaves as a man. So I just want to give a shout-out to to our number 12, to the best left back in the history of football, of soccer. What, what, a, what a career he had with Real Madrid. I tip my hat to you, Marcelo. I'm going to miss you. Um, but like I said, I think he's going to succeed wherever he goes. He leaves as a free agent. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna go maybe to the MLS or back to Brazil, or I don't know. He should go cash out somewhere. He's in that. St- he he has nothing else to prove. He's won countless, numerous awards, both team awards and personal awards. He has nothing left to prove. If he wants to go prove himself in the Premier League, by all means. But I'm pretty sure this is a time in his career where he's gonna cash out. Either in China in the MLS, or maybe just go home for a little bit play in. In the Brasileira League. And, you know, whatever he does, wish him the best. And he leaves on the top. He leaves at the top, you know. Real Madrid won La Liga this year. They won the 14th Champions League. And he was the captain, honorary captain. He didn't play in the final, but he lifted that trophy. So, man, I'm I'm just super happy for Marcelo. I'm happy for his career. I'm happy that he was able to achieve great things with Real Madrid. Um and I'm going to miss him. Uh, just like I miss Ramos, just just how I miss uh, Ronaldo, uh, Ozil when he left. These are legends. Casillas when he left. These are legends of the club. Marcelo probably more than anybody. He's like on par with Ronaldo as impact that they had on the club. But I'm going to miss him. And I'll definitely, you know... I hope that he, he'll he keep in touch with Real Madrid. He's definitely going to be an ambassador for years and years to come. I could see him taking like a coaching position or somewhere in, in the in the front office as the years go by. Once his playing career is over, I have no doubt in my head that Marcelo is going to stay around for Real Madrid. And as far as Real Madrid, I didn't get to talk about it, but Jala Madrid, they win their 14th. Champions League to cap off an incredible season, a magical season, a magical run in the Champions League where they went through City, Chelsea, Liverpool, PSG. Like that's that's incredible to go to beat Liverpool. You know they have the coach of the year. They have like six or seven players in the team of the season for the Premier League. A lot of people had them as the favorites. Most people had them as the favorites. You got City, the Premier League champions, who have. The best coach in the world, with Pep, they have the deepest roster. They go like two, three deep in every position. They play beautiful soccer. Everyone thinks, everyone thought that they were gonna win it this year once Bayern, other teams, you know, dropped out. And then you got Chelsea, who are the reigning, who were the reigning European champions. And then you got PSG, who have, you know, as big as a bankroll as anybody else. They got Messi, they got Mbappe, they got Neymar. Real Madrid went through all of them to win this championship. It's just a magical run. Benzema deserves the Ballon de Oro and it's just incredible. I, I don't know how many players are going to leave this off season. Asensio might leave. Lucas Vazquez might leave. Marcelo already left. Bell is rumored to leave too. Oh, man. It's going to be sad. It's going to be sad seeing all these players leave, but it's also exciting. It's also exciting. This is, Rudiger's coming on. Um... We got a young midfielder. We just added another one from France. I forget his name. I'm blanking out on his name right now. But you know, thing it keeps it moving. Real Madrid is a club that has huge goals, huge ambitions. Some people say that you know we don't give our our legends the respect that they need, that they deserve when they're exiting. But I think I think those legends understand the the winning culture, the expectations that Real Madrid has, and you know they lived through it. They embodied those expectations when they were there so I think I think they understand like yeah I'm a legend but Real Madrid the thing that makes Real Madrid great is that they keep it moving you know yeah we'll celebrate you you'll have a spot in our front office if you want but Real Madrid keeps keeps their foot ahead and keeps thinking forward that's how they're able to be so successful so yeah because he is maybe he could have had a better you know exit Ronaldo too but you know we keep it moving, we keep it we keep it going, and I'm glad Marcelo was able to have a great uh, a great parade through Madrid. It's great seeing all these players show love to him. Um, I really think Ancelotti brought a great culture to Real Madrid, and the locker room just feels amazing. But overall, super happy Real Madrid beat Liverpool, 14th title, the kings of Europe. Um, I was just in Spain for a week, and it was great to Barcelona. I was in Barcelona for a week, and it was just great to. Uh, Show my madridist my madrista self out there, just being super proud to be a madrista. But yeah, goodbye, Marcelo. Thank you for an amazing sixteen years in Madrid. And hala Madrid, así, así, así gana Madrid. Hala Madrid. But moving along, another another 14th championship, but this time it was to Nadal. He defeats Root in straight sets. And one of the craziest Cinderella stories ever, c- kind of comparable to Real Madrid, the, all the the obstacles that they had to go through. Rafael Nadal had to go through a lot to win this 14th title on a regular year, on a regular um, Roland Garros. He would have easily been the favorite. He's the king of clay. He's Rafael Nadal. He, he had won 13 13- Roland Garros leading up to this tournament but this was not a normal year this was Rafael Nadal who had missed the second half of last year basically after Roland Garros 2021 he only played like one more tournament and then he bowed out because of his foot it was giving him a lot of troubles and then he had that magical start to the season winning 21 straight matches winning the Australian Open looking like B's prime on the doll. and then he fractures his ribs. He's out again for, you know, two months, almost two months. He comes back. He's trying to get back into shape to have a good showing at Roland Garros. And then he his foot gives him troubles again, this time against Shapovalov, where he dominated the first set. And you think, like, okay, this is the king of clay. He's going to wrap it up. And Shapovalov takes advantage of Nadal's foot. He's shown limping. He's not. He's not the same. And then... Um he loses to Alcaraz, I believe in Monte Carlo, and you're like, Okay, like his foot's bothering him. He's not moving the same props to props to uh, Alcaraz, but you know, how much how much is Nadal gonna be able to give us at Roland Garros? How much is his foot bothering him? Like he's not look the lead up to Roland Garros has not been smooth at all. You you have the ribs recovery that he's coming back from. You have his foot giving him problems against um Chappavala. if you have Alcaraz beating him in Monte Carlo, and you're just like, man, what's gonna happen? Like, is he gonna ha- be able to win? Is he even gonna ha- be able to have a good showing? Is he even gonna make it to the semis, quarters, like? And then he gets put in the in that t- the top of the draw where Alcaraz was, where Chapo, um where Djokovic was. Actually, it was it was um, it wasn't it wasn't Monte Carlo. It was in the Madrid Open. Uh, I think Alcaraz didn't play Monte Carlo. My apologies. But um, you're just wondering, like, how much he's going to be, be able to give you. You have Alcaraz in your draw. You have Zverev in your draw. You have uh, Djokovic in your draw. And so no matter what, you're going to have to play two of those people on your way to the final. And then the other side is probably going to be Paz or Medvedev waiting for you. That's the initial thought going into the tournament. And Alcaraz, you know, bowed out early and that Djokovic match was amazing it was it was another classic and just the fact that Nadal was able to give us that performance against Djokovic after losing last year to Djokovic after all the foot problems that he's had leading up to this it was just it was just phenomenal man it was just incredible And ah man, it just shows the type of person that Nadal is and the fighter that he is. And man, I I don't want to keep using the word fighter and like you know the never give up attitude because I think sometimes people use that use those terms and similar phrases to describe Nadal, and it diminishes the absolute genius that he is on on the court. Yeah, he's a great fighter, and he's you know he has that never give up attitude, but he's also an amazing tennis player. Like. That forehand was just sizzling that whole tournament. His movement looked great. He plays smarter now. That backhand is definitely a weapon too. But man. And then that match against Vera after an emotional amazing matchup against um Djokovic, I was worried because Vera had shown a lot of a lot of uh, positive things against Alcraz. And that was that was that was another just instance of Nadal never giving up. He, the the way he managed to win that first set against Zverev was just ridiculous. Yeah, but you could point to Zverev kind of choking and not being able to put Nadal away, and um, that's part of what's held Zverev back through the years that he, he's not able to capitalize in on big moments and on the opportunities uh, on the opportunities that present themselves throughout the years. But Nadal was also like just amazing, like that 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 winner he hit with the forehand running left um with three break points i think in the first set that was just ridiculous and to fight off like three or four um set points to win the set that's just it's he's a madman he's ridiculous every time he just keeps surprising me over and over and over and over and over again and and unfortunately for zverev i hope he gets back to um the form that he was in it just is so sad that he he uh hurt his foot like that it was an incredible match but in the finals, Nadal just showed his class over Rude. Rude, who's had a great year this year. Um, he's a clay specialist, too. So there was, you know, and he's young. I believe he's only 23, 24 years old. So super young. This is his favorite surface. Amazing year that he's having. And Nadal just schooled him 6 6-3, 6-3, and then gave him a donut at the end, a bagel to beat him 6-0. It's just incredible. The things that Nadal has, is accomplishing is just ridiculous and now there's there's rumblings that he is going to play Wimbledon i think his, his uncle Tony Nadal has said that he will play um Wimbledon so you know i wouldn't put it past him but i think he hasn't played Wimbledon since 2019 so it's been 3 years since he's played Wimbledon and you know i wouldn't put it past him he might he might just win it um it's just, i'm just i'm just looking forward to Wimbledon i know there's not going to be points atp revoked the points away from um, wimbledon but it's still going to be an amazing tournament it's still a, a slam and i still think most people are going to show up because you know there's still there's still the monetary side of it and just the the history of playing at wimbledon playing in grass wearing all white like there's just so much history and there's a lot of money into it prize money so why would you not play in a such a prestigious um tournament in a prestigious site and there's a lot of money to be made so I think almost everyone's going to show up and if Nadal shows up Djokovic is going to be there and I'm just excited I'm waiting for the draw and we'll see how Nadal does I wouldn't put it past him to win 23 and it's just incredible Nadal wins his 14th Roland Garros I can't even put words into it before the big three came the most anyone had won as far as grand slams was 14 Pete Sampras. And now Nadal has 14 of just Roland Garros. This man is ridiculous. I, I, I'll bow down to Nadal. He's in my go. In my opinion, he's the goat. He's the goat for tennis. And you know, we'll see how many more he's able to win with that foot. Um, I don't know what the long term solution is. Maybe there isn't a long term solution. I just know that they can't keep numbing forever. So let's just enjoy Nadal for as long as we have him. And changing topics, Game 5 of the NBA Finals is tonight. Kicks off, tips off in less than an hour. Um, but we have the Celtics versus the Warriors. 2-2. Steph Curry on a one foot. Carry the Warriors to a tight series with 43 points. Man, he wasn't getting anything from Clay. Absolutely nothing from Draymond. Uh, very little from Wiggins. Wiggins, actually Wiggins had a good game. He had a lot of rebounds. But definitely Steph Curry put that team on his back and willed the Warriors to a 2-2 series. And now they're going back to San Francisco where the Warriors are pretty much unbeatable. The only team that's beaten them in the playoffs has been the Celtics. So we'll see if they can do it again. I think the Celtics pretty much cost themselves the finals, not winning that game. That game was for the taking. There was points and instances in that game where the Celtics had to put that dagger in the Warriors. Just, you know, put that nail in the coffin. Put them away. Don't let them linger. And they couldn't do it. They had they had looks. Pritchett had looks. Brown had looks. Tatum had looks. Even Marcus Smart had some looks when they were like, you know, up six, up five. And, you know, if you make a couple threes and they were getting stops too, like it was, it was maybe like in the, the end of the third, or like the beginning of the fourth, when there was like, "Come on, Celtics!" If you're a Celtics fan, you were like, "Come on, Celtics, put them away." And if you're a Warrior fan, you were like, "Man, we just need to get through this through this little little segment right now, and hope that in the fourth, Curry could step up and you know close the gap and bring us home." And he did, to his credit, Steph Curry showed out. He did bring him home and tied the series. But the Celtics, I think their coach has said too that if they just play their offense or if they play correct the right way to play offense then this game, this series should be 3-1. And I agree, they're a little careless. They missed some opportunities. They should be up 3-1 by just the flow of the game. It, it all, Everything pointed towards the Celtics being up 3-1. And now I think that's going to cost them, honestly. I had the Warriors in six, um, and I, I think it still might happen. Um, the Celtics who have not la- lost back-to-back games since God knows when. It's been like months, um, but... I think they'll lose back-to-back games tonight. I think the Warriors are going to get more from Draymond. They can't get less. He's been absolutely terrible. His podcast has been good though. He gives, uh, he's kind of funny and he has a lot of bravado and personality. But they can't get less from Draymond. I think he's due for an impactful game. Maybe like a nine-nine-nine game. He might flirt with the triple double, but I think he's due for at least, you know, like a eight points, ten rebounds, twelve rebounds. Seven assists, eight assists type of game where he's flirting with the triple double. I think he's due for one of those games. I know Tatum is due for a game too because he's been terrible. He he hasn't you know showed out, and you know we expect more from Tatum especially this year when he's been a first team All NBA. But I think the Warriors, um, I think Clay's also due for a game. Like I said, Draymond's due for a game. CP, um, what's his name? Um, the Gloves Kid, the Glove Junior. He's um. He's getting back into form two. I think he's going to have a more positive impact. We'll see if Kaminga gets some minutes, But I think the Celtics, overall, I just think the Celtics blew it in game four. I think they should be up 3-1 right now. And going to the Warriors, going to SF to wrap it up. And if not, if they lose, then it should have been going back to Boston for them to wrap it up. But they, they blew it. And now I think the Warriors are in the driver's seat. I think they win tonight at home. And then they probably close it out. In Boston, four game six, Warriors and six. That was my initial prediction, and you know, I don't care if I'm right or, or wrong. I like I said, Warriors and six. But as a Laker fan, like I'm losing either way. I, I don't want the Celtics to win. I don't want the Warriors to win. Like if, if like I said, if at the beginning of the series, I was telling everyone that if I had to pick, it would probably be the Warriors, just because there's more history against the Celtics. This Warrior team's, you know, been one of the best, better teams. In the NBA history, these last seven, eight years, got to give them their credit. But this beef that we got with the Celtics, you know, it's it's it, it precedes that it's it's we've been beefing with the Celtics forever. So I don't want them to win another championship. I, I just don't wish the Celtics um well. But the Golden State Warriors, you know, they're they're kind of annoying, too. And I know a lot of Laker fans that just flipped and went on them or warrior fans that used to be laker fans or when the warriors were um bad they kind of left the warriors and went to went back to the lakers or just transitioned over to the lakers and they're from california but there's i digress i have beef with both of them but like i said before the series i picked the warriors i thought the celtics should have won game four and they should have been in control of the series and they blew it and now i think I think the big three for the Warriors are gonna show out today in SF and possibly the last game in San Francisco this season. I think they show out. I think Draymond finally has a good game. I think Clay shows up, and I think obviously Steph Curry's gonna show out again. And Boston Celtics, they're gonna they're gonna regret that game five that game four. When when it's time to look back at this season, they're gonna be like, damn, we really had it in the bag. Game four, like that should have been our game. We should have been up three-one. And no one blows a three one lead except the Warriors in 2016. But Boston should have had that game. And they didn't. I think the only way the Warriors lose today is if Tatum goes for thirty five plus. He needs to have one of those one of those Curry games. That game that Curry had in game four in the in the Boston Garden. Um I think Tatum has to have that type of game at Chase Center. Just 10 15 minutes down the block from where I live he needs to show out just down the block Tatum if you're hearing me you got to show out man you got to go for 40 plus that's the only way man and maybe you'll redeem yourself for the the first four games that you have not really played that well but like I said I think the Warriors win tonight and I think they close it out at six in Boston but that should do it for this episode of the hard to handle sports podcast just Small, small episode Just three topics. Thank you for listening. If you made it to the end, I appreciate you so much, and I hope you have a great day. And I hope you enjoy the finals. The tips off in less than an hour, so have a good, have a good Monday. Hope you have a good week. Later.